So what did he do to cause paralysis? We'll talk about that today on Bible Time. Thank you for joining me for Bible Time today. Question comes from John chapter 5, when Jesus meets a man at the pool of Bethesda, and he heals him. Afterwards, the Pharisees start questioning this man because he was healed on the Sabbath. And they ask him who healed him. And he said, well, I don't know, because Jesus had slipped away. But then Jesus saw him at the temple and he said to him, do not continue to sin unless something worse happens to you. So was Jesus saying then that this man's sins caused him to be paralyzed for all those years? No, I don't think so. We don't know for sure. I mean, perhaps it was. Sin certainly can cause paralysis. Let's say, for example, that you get really drunk one night and you jump into an empty pool and you break your neck and you're paralyzed. Well, we could say that your sinfulness was ex drinking excessive amounts of alcohol or perhaps being in a, near a swimming pool that you shouldn't have been near. We could say all kinds of things. But what I really believe is happening here is not that this man was paralyzed because of his sins, but Jesus was saying, if you don't change your ways, something worse than paralysis is going to happen to you. Is it death? Yes, perhaps. That's what he meant. Or perhaps it's something even worse. Our sins can cause us problems. But what is greater than physical problems is the spiritual problems that they can create for us in our lives now and when we pass from this earth. If we don't accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, our sins destroy us. We will not see heaven. We will be enemies of God. And when we pass from this earth, that's it. We're done. There is no heaven for us. But when we forgive or are forgiven of our sins by turning to Jesus, our sins do not have a punishment for our eternal lives. But every time we sin, we fracture, in a sense, that relationship with God. We can become so much closer to him if we choose not to sin. But when we choose to give in to sin and present ourselves as sacrifices to sin, then we're, in a sense, worshiping a sinful nature. We could also say that we are distancing ourselves from God, though God does not distance himself from us. He doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But we can distance ourselves from the Lord. So our sins do make a difference. Not only that, we can take this a step further. When we sin, we allow, allow the enemy to accuse us. How many have you have ever heard Satan say to you that you're a murderer? I would say, venture to say that most people would say, well, I don't think I've ever been accused of being a murderer because you probably never murdered anybody. But has Satan never accused you of being a thief, a liar, an adulterer, a gossiper, being jealous or covetous? Has he accused you of those things? You see, when you become jealous of someone, for example, 
He has every right to accuse you. No, the punishment for sin is not there anymore. Jesus has destroyed the punishment for sin. But you have allowed, you have given the enemy a legal right to accuse you of being jealous, of being a liar, of being a thief. They now can accuse you because you've done it. Yes, God has forgiven you and he will forgive you again. But why open that door to the enemy that we don't need to open? So what do we do? How do we get away from this? How do we prevent this sort of thing? We simply go to God and say, God, look, I know I did this. I repent of this. Repent means I'm going to turn away. I'm not going to do it again. I repent of this. And in some cases, and in many cases, you want to renounce that sin. Did you steal something? Were you involved in something that was occultic? When we involve ourselves with things, we sometimes have to renounce it. Renouncing means that I am no longer affiliated with it. If I renounce my citizenship in this country, I would say that I'm no longer associated with the United States. I'm not going to do that because I enjoy being a part of the United States. But it's that concept. When you are renouncing your sin, I renounce that I was involved in the occult. I renounce that I was involved in a relationship outside of marriage when I was younger. I renounce, you know, you can go on and on and you renounce these things so that they no longer are bound to you. And if you don't renounce them, you're still bound to them. One of the greatest things we can do for ourselves is ask the Lord to reveal to me, Lord, what do I need to renounce? What do I need to repent of? What do what is the enemy still holding against me and using to harm me? And I don't care if it's the simplest thing that comes to mind. Act on it. Renounce it. Repent of it. Ask for forgiveness. It's a process of cleaning yourself up. And the more you do, the less the enemy can hold against you. They can't call you a murderer if you never murdered anyone. Yes, they can call you a murderer if you called your brother a fool. But I'm talking about taking a human life. They can accuse you if you've done other things, but you can be clean of those. And that's part of what Jesus was talking about. He had cleansed this man and made him whole. And now if he continues to sin, he's going to undo what Jesus had done for him. And Jesus is telling us the same thing. Don't undo what I have done for you, Jesus is saying. Be clean, be whole. Make the choice to turn away from sin. Thank you for joining me for Bible Time. We'll see you again next time. God bless.